Good morning. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine. This is Get the Funk Out. Had a chance to hear a little bit of Jake Shimabukuro's new music over the weekend. List was listening to Evie's show. Uh, I think it was Saturday. Uh, that was when the masks come down. The official studio video. Um, we'll listen to that a little later on. Love that new song though, and uh, I interviewed him a while back. So hopefully he'll come back on the show. I uh, want to introduce you to my very first guest of the morning. She is standing by, Shelley Pikin. She is, oh, she's so talented. I met her at the She Rocks Awards. She's a multi-platinum, two-time Grammy-nominated songwriter who's best known for the number one hits, What a Girl Wants and Come On Over Baby. Uh, she earned her first Grammy nom for the song uh, Bitch, co-written and recorded by Meredith Brooks. And she has written hundreds of songs, placed on albums, TV, and film. And it's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show, Shelley Pikin. Good morning. Good morning. Is your last name pronounced Pikin? Pikin. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Okay. Didn't want to mess it up. <laughs> uh, so welcome to the show. Thanks for calling in. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. I, you know, I met you at the She Rocks, but I was um, looking at different videos of you, and I want to start with um, your backstory. When you were a little girl, you gravitated towards music, didn't you? I did. Tell me about that. You know, I my parents. So my, neither one of my parents were musicians, but they filled the house with music. Every Sunday morning it would be another um, musical, Broadway musical album mm-hmm. resonating around the house. And so melody filled my head. Um, and I have to say, Janine, I'm a lefty, so I'm right-brained. I don't oh. always realize what's going on around me. Okay. I just go what where it feels good. I like that. And I think I was just... Music just was like a magnet. It pulled me in, and I was um, inventing little melodies on my piano. I didn't think of it as, oh, I'm writing a song. I just made music. Just with how you felt at the moment, I guess. I just, you know, it was always part of my growth and therapy, Mm -hmm. and it always made me feel better to have it in my life around me and to make it. So that's how you got your funk out at an early age. Yes. <laughs> Music so gets true. the funk out. Oh, yes, definitely. It, it just, there's, uh, you talk about this, how in positive psychology there's something called flow, and I'm always so fascinated with how, um, as musicians, we get into this, you know, this mode, this, this place. Zone. Zone, and <laughs> where some people didn't never get to experience, and it's magical. Well, I agree with you. Because I felt it, I know when I'm in it, and I know what I'm not, and mm-hmm. I know how lucky I am to be aware of that feeling. Yeah. I wonder if people that have never felt it have the capacity to feel it, mm-hmm. but just never opened that door. Yeah, um, Shelley, you're, I'm hearing a little crackling on the line. Oh, so I, I'm wondering if we could just hang up and have you call back because I want to just chat with you and not have anything ruin Oh, uh, let me call you back on my cell. Okay, perfect. Okay, all right. Bye. Bye. All right, just stand by. We're going to take that over. I, I don't want to have anything distracting from my conversation with Shelly because she's got so much to talk about. So we'll go back to a little more Jake and then Jake Shimabukuro, and then we'll be right back. Okay, we are back with Shelly Pikin. Hi there. Hi. Much better. Okay, I was hearing a little noise. So, um, yeah, we were talking about flow. And so, in an early age, did you gravitate towards piano, or is it guitar, or what was it? Oh, 
piano mainly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I have this little, probably a plastic guitar, and I learned, yes. like everybody else, how to play House of the Rising Sun. <laughs> <laughs> and 500 miles, you know, three chords. Adorable. But I think I was a little bit more sophisticated on the keys, as sophisticated as I could have been for eight um, so cute. But I had a better understanding, I think, yeah. for, for keys than I did for strings. And you grew up in New York? I, on Long Island. Oh, okay. I lived in Woodbury briefly and then Manhattan. There you go. Yeah. Well, Manhattan uh, was my home for 15 years after college and before Los Angeles. And I'm going to head back there on a part-time basis now, too, because oh, there's nothing like it. Oh, I know. I know. It's amazing. So tell me about where things led from being a child, you know, involved in music. How, how did you springboard into what you're doing now? Well, I always thought, I never thought that it could be a profession. I never had met a songwriter. It's like kids growing up now, songwriters are all around them. Everybody's a songwriter because it's so easy. Got all this technology. We've got the internet where everybody's posting original content. I... I thought that every song I heard on the radio was written by whoever sung it, and that was anything but the truth. Yes. Um, I went to college for something completely different. I studied fashion design, marketing, buying, textiles. Um, I, I designed and made fashion in school. And when I came out of college, I went to New York to look for a job in the garment district, and while I was looking for a job, in the newspaper, <laughs> in the one ads, I stumbled upon this, what looked like a songwriting group that met weekly in the city, and I was so curious, and I went, and then I realized, wow, These are my I'm people. not the only one. These people have my affliction. There are yes. other song junkies in the world, and they were the ones who told me that you could make a living writing songs for established recording artists. So Amazing. I sort of walked away from the garment district, became a waitress, and mm-hmm. started writing my songs and playing them in the village. And I just, I got the thief. I love it. Uh, Wait, now, were you a writer when you were younger, like poems or stories? Yeah, you know, I always kept a journal to me. Oh, you're breaking up a little. Did you move oh. somewhere? Okay. <laughs> I the phone down. I'm going to pick it up. Okay. Is this better? Uh, say something else. Is this better? Yes, perfect. Go ahead. Okay, great. Okay. I won't move it. Okay. Um, I have a shelf behind my desk that's about four feet long, and it's just lined with the journals I've kept since I was a child. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. Um, I imagine there's going to be a, a time in my life where I decide to slow down, and I'll start reading them again and, and go back, you know, because Incredible. I don't think I was... Think I wasn't always thinking, oh, this could be a song, but I was always recording my thoughts. Did you ever, were you familiar with a book called, um, it was Rod McEwen. What was the title? Oh, it was, oh, the name sounds familiar. Um, what was it called? Oh, when, when, I start, when I stopped thinking about it, was it me, myself, and I? Oh, it was so good. He was, he was a poem, okay. a poet, and he just wrote these snippets of, of feelings, one little feeling on each page, and I just thought, it's just so beautiful how he captures this unique feeling in so few words, and I think that's the first book that inspired me to to try to do it myself. Incredible. 
I just looked him up. He's got quite the um, bio of poetry and lyrics and prose. Rod McEwen. I'm going to check him out, too, and see which was the book of poems that... um, well, I won't hold us up, okay. but I will. I will find it. <laughs> uh, so I had Meredith Brooks on my show years ago, and oh. uh, yes, and so little did I know that um, you did. You co-wrote that co-write that song. I did absolutely. That's incredible. Um, how did you? So how did you go from you know being in the village and then really launching your career and doing all these incredible songs? Well, um, I put a little band together because I thought like everybody else thought that I could just put a band together and get a record deal, which didn't happen. But I started playing my songs out and a couple of A&R people came to think about signing me and they recorded, they wanted a song instead for their artist. And although I wanted to be an artist myself, I thought, well, this is a good alternative road. I loved New York City. Oh, yeah. I love coming home every night. I love sleeping in my bed with my cat. And <laughs> and I didn't have to promote and travel. And at the time, Janine, when physical copies of music were selling, mm-hmm. you could make a decent living as a songwriter, even if you didn't have a song on the radio, even if you didn't have a single, if you had an album cut. Yes. And at a few of them every year on a decent selling record, you could earn a nice living. And so after, after the first one, it sort of was my calling card for the next one. People start taking you more seriously. And um, that sort of snowballed for another decade or two. Amazing. So could you name some of the artists that you've uh, written songs for? Oh, uh, well, the first one was Taylor Bain. And then there was Natalie Cole, and along came Celine Dion, and Regina Bell, Curtis Steigers, and, you know, Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears, Jesse J. Oh, you're breaking up. <laughs> you're, I, you're getting choppy. I couldn't hear you. I heard Selena Gomez. The Pretenders. Pretenders, I love them, yes. Um, incredible. And then you have the book, Confessions of a Serial Songwriter. Confessions of a Serial Songwriter, which was published a few years ago. And I did a, um, I narrated an audio book and that got nominated for a Grammy, which was really Amazing. exciting because I had written it when I was in a funk, <laughs> oh, really? a dark place in my life. Yeah. And it became something that brought me into the light. And then I wondered what to do after that i mean i'm still writing but not as much and there's reasons why and if anybody wonders they can read that book but i'm finally in in the studio and i've recorded my own record so now i'm sort of going back to the beginning what i wanted to do 25 years ago and i have no regrets on the road i've taken but it's really nice to get back there it doesn't Age is irrelevant right now. You can yes. sign yourself. You don't need a label. And I'm making, I'm putting that music out with my own voice. Amazing. It's so interesting um, when people write books. It's it's um, it's cathartic. They're going through something. It sounds like it really helped you through the time you're going through. Well, writing helps you answer questions that you didn't even know mm-hmm. you had. And writing the book, I didn't realize I was writing a book that was just recording and social experiences, and it sort of started coming together like a story. Um, I think we need to follow our bliss. Yes. And when we're authentic, um, 
there's another book called The Alchemist. Yeah, I've heard of that. Which, yeah. which promotes that, mm-hmm. and it's not a self-help book. It's just a simple story of a young boy who's got this dream and believes so strongly in what he's looking for that the universe conspires with him to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And when okay. we doubt ourselves, even just the slightest bit, the universe pulls back. And if you think back on your life, if you're a creative person and you think about the times you followed that thing that resonated with you most truly, those are the things that really came to fruition. Yeah. It's so interesting, Shelley. If you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Shelley Piken. Um, and if you visit the show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. I put your bio up there and everything. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Um, growing up in New York, I started playing guitar at 10, but I remember sitting on my little balcony overlooking 2nd Avenue and 86th Street and sketching and playing guitar and trying to write a song. And <laughs> I mean, it was it was great because I was very lonely and it just it just filled me with so much joy. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. That's right. That's what, right. What advice would you give people that are listening that, um, you know, they, they're just starting out and they have self-doubt and they're in that funk? Well, I think you, one would need to ask themselves if there's anything else they might want to do, because this business is extremely competitive, even more so than it was for me when I was coming up. And if you have a choice, and if you have an alternative, I would say do it, because the music business is for is for those of us who don't have a choice. This is what we have to do. We have to fire, and nothing is going to stop us. So if you have a funk for too long of a period of time, it might be a good idea to explore other options where you don't have a funk. Um, If it's a slight funk, if it's a temporary funk, you're only going to find out if you stay in it, if you get out of your house, out from behind a screen, go to clubs, look people in the eye, meet people, co-write every day, and write through it. We all have funks. I still do. Um, You need to take care of yourself, drink a lot of water, get a good night's sleep, because if you notice that you have a funk, it's always better in the morning. Oh, yes. Because we need to take care of ourselves, and if we get a good night's sleep, then we have more cognitive ability, we could think Clearly, we could self-care, give ourselves love, forgive ourselves for the funk, and get past it. We have to be able to get past it. And if we can't, we might want to consider doing something else. You're right. You're absolutely, It's excellent advice. I, I know it's not, not what everybody wants to hear, but it's the truth. The truth, yes. No, you have to speak the truth because this yeah. is a really tough industry. I always say you have to really dial into your mental, mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual health. And if you, you have to take care of those things. Right. But, but for, for young people who are trying to get into the business, who are in a funk, I think it's helpful for them to know those funks never stop. Right. And no matter how successful you are, you're still going to have them. And it's like anxiety. You have to learn to manage them. You have to develop the skills to manage them. Um, exercise, yoga, meditation, take time away. The best thing we could do for our crea- creativity is to walk away from it and give it space. Oh, like yeah. when I have writer's, writer's block, mm-hmm. I, will ne- I don't give it the power. 
I say, okay, I have fought with you for as long as I can. I can't get through it today. So I'm putting you on a shelf, and now I'm going to go cook. Yeah, or I now know. I'm going to go to the mall. Yes. Or now I'm going to go have coffee with a friend. Just put it aside for a little while and then come back to it the next day. Sometimes you come back to it the next day. It's so clear Isn't what it? that line was, was that yeah. what that word was. It's like a crossword puzzle when you're stuck and you think you're done. And then you just put it away for a while. Your mind is still churning. You bet. And then you come back to it the next day, and there's the word. I know. Isn't that interesting? I always find the answers to things when I'm, like, on the treadmill or I'm outside. Well, because you're moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, your, bra- your brain is fluid. It's, it's so true. I mean, and, you know, you struggle, like you said, Walk away from the computer, put put it down, and then you come back and you have, you know, this new outlook. Because we're we're letting go. Yeah. I want to mention you have a great website, uh, Shelly Piken, S-H-E-L-L-Y-P-E-I-K-E-N.com. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Music, media, you host events. Tell me about those events. Those look like fun. Um, well, I do a one-hour performance which is sort of like, I don't call it stand-up comedy. It's stand-up humor about being a professional songwriter. And I weave in about six of my hits into the story acoustically with a guitar. I did one last week at the H Club for some uh, TV supervisor community. It's a whole lot of fun. It's funny. It's, you know, you laugh, you cry. Um, and it's a journey through the music business and how the digital business model changed it for songwriters, but how we still have to hang on and be creative and stay true to whatever connects us to music. Yes. Um, that's been a lot of fun. I would love to get that tightened up to the point where I could film it for um, Netflix or Amazon or Hulu. I mean, I go on... I go on to Netflix at night and, and if I feel like watching a documentary, there's so much stuff up there that I never thought I'd be interested in because it's not my world, but it's fun to peek behind the curtains of other worlds and yes. I think it could work. I also spend a lot of time, Janine, doing advocacy for creators' rights with my group Sona, Songwriters of North America, and our mission is to preserve the value of music in this digital industry because it's just getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And we have made a lot of progress in legislation um, trying to keep the value up and raise the digital rates for songwriters. And that doesn't earn me income um, directly, but it's very meaningful and purposeful, important and necessary work. Yes. What else would you like people to know about you? Oh, I would love them to... Follow me, listen to my music, listen to my uh, uh, covers of my own songs that other people made famous. I yes. just released um, my own version of What a Girl Wants. I put a video out. It's on YouTube. Subscribe to me. This is how we do it now. We get a fan by our follows. Um, I have a blog that I post weekly. I don't bombard people's email cues. I like to write just something that's on my mind about the music business or the songwriting culture. I do it weekly. You could subscribe to my website. Okay. Um, just, you know, listen, share, and follow me everywhere. I'd so appreciate that. Fantastic. If you change your mind, you could always unsubscribe, but you won't. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to close out our segment with your song, What a Girl Wants, uh, from great, our official thank video. thank you. You're welcome, and I'd love to see you again in person sometime. It was great chatting thank with you. you. With she Rocks. Thank you so much, Janine. Oh, my pleasure. Congratulations. It's so nice to, you know, know the person behind all these songs. You've made such an impact. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Make, you too. Take care. Bye-bye, Shelley. Okay. That was Shelly Pikin, and if you missed any part of this uh, conversation, it'll be up on the show blog right now. Her bio is up there and pictures and things like that and a link to a video. Uh, Getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. I want to tell you I am on Twitter. If you want to follow me, I'm at moms, M-O-M-Z underscore rock. KUCI is on Twitter at KUCI-FM. We're on Instagram at KUCI-FM. We're on uh, Tumblr, blog.kuci.org. And we're on Facebook at KUCI 88.9. So we're going to wrap up this uh, first part of the show with uh, Shelly Pikin's song, What a Girl Wants. And uh, you are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.